1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we are talking to Kristen Dressel with KC Insurance out of Kansas City. And guys, she is an amazing powerhouse in the sales and marketing area of the KC Insurance group. And her um, her connection for me is uh, Corey out of IAOA, and he has been so amazing. And he messaged me, and when I was asking for people that had powerhouse teams, he went ahead and said that Kristen and Tara are his go-to people in his agency so I'm excited today I know we just had Tara on last week but this week we are talking to Kristen in the sales department Kristen how are you
0: I'm good how are you
1: i'm good I'm good I'm really pumped to talk to you today because we haven't really talked to a lot of women on the sales side of things. We've talked to a few women on the service side of things, but not necessarily on the sales. And tell me, I know that your title is VP of sales. That's what you've told me, but tell me how you got the insurance bug and how you have found yourself in this amazing industry.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of background about me. Um, I was born and raised in Kansas City, went to the University of Kansas Graduated with a degree in communications and really had no idea what I wanted to do. Pretty typical. Um, And got married and had our daughter, Cameron. She was in preschool and met another preschool mom whose husband was actually getting ready to open up an independent insurance agency as my daughter was getting ready to start kindergarten. And she knew I was looking around to find a job. And so she was like, have you ever thought about getting into insurance? And to be honest, I said, I have no idea what that even means or what that entails. So had a little sit down with Scott and Corey, and they kind of sold me on the idea of, uh, to begin with, it was really flexible hours, a good team environment, um, and it just kind of sounded like it was the perfect fit for me, got licensed, and started selling. I mean, our business model is referral only, so I kind of got thrown to the wolves, which I actually now look back and appreciate that Corey set it up like nice. that because I don't know any different. I'm like, Oh, there's some people that just like get leads handed to them. That's amazing. <laughs> so, right. Um, so I, but I, but I am grateful for that because I really did have to work hard and build relationships with lenders and real estate agents and financial advisors and people in the community, um, that could send me business and just build that trust with them. So that's kind of how I got started in the business. I love
1: it. I love it. They just kind of threw you to the dogs. dogs? Huh?
0: Yeah kind of trial
1: by fire. So tell me a little bit about what that looked like for you because I think as an agency owner, I don't want to feel like I'm throwing somebody, you know, out there to kind of go figure it out. But at the same point, everybody's journey is completely different and everybody approaches every situation completely different. So for us to be able to empower and to be able to help a team member find that space in their tribe and the people that they connect with can be a little bit daunting on a, on a um, on an empowerment and a coaching level, tell me a little bit about what that process looked like for you.
0: So, um, I I feel like Corey was very encouraging, and I knew he always had my back, which really helped. Because honestly, my personality when I told my friends that I was getting into insurance sales, they just like pretty much laughed. They're like, "That it's not your personality. You're not pushy. You're not. <laughs> That's just not you." And so then when I start this job and Corey says, "Okay, just go out and take lenders and real estate agents to coffees," I'm like, "Oh no, this sounds so scary." But he was so encouraging and always had my back and put me in the right position to meet the right people. He would you know, take the reins and introduce me to, you know, the head of a lending company, which then in turn helped me to feel a little bit more comfortable talking to the actual Uh, loan officers. Um, So I think that encouragement behind it really helped me and I kind of went into it and he always told me this just to be more conversational about it. Don't make it about insurance because I was just licensed. I didn't have a lot of insurance knowledge. So for me to go out, A, to already feel uncomfortable talking to people and B, not knowing what I'm talking about. I was like, this is so, this is so scary, but really he was like, make it about you build that And so they trust Kristen and they trust Casey insurance group and the insurance is going to fall into place. They just want to know that when they send the client your way, that you are trustworthy enough to take care of them. And so I feel like I, it was a little more relaxed in that aspect. Once I got those Mm. first two coffees or pop buys taken care of, I was like, okay, this isn't that hard. I really just need to be a friendly face, know that I'm going to take care of their clients, be a good communicator and all of the rest of it's going to fall into place. So I think that when I did see this daunting task, I knew I had, you know, the agency owner behind me hundred percent where if I did fail, it was okay. If I did say the wrong thing, it was okay. If I came back to the office in tears, it was okay. Like I just knew that it was better than doing nothing. Going out, putting myself out there was better than just sitting at my desk and just being scared. Right. So it kind of pushed right. me out of my box. Even my husband says after I was a couple years into this. He's like, your personality is so different now. He's like, you were just kind of like, I don't want to talk to people and I'm a little shy. And this kind of made me break out of my box.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. So do you feel like it's given you just basic confidence just across the board? For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Where at first I would, you know, if, if Corey wasn't pushy and wasn't making me do that, I would probably still just be, you know, sitting behind a desk, scared like I don't know I don't want to talk to people so I'm kind of glad I got that push that kick in the butt to just go do it go try it see what happens do you like it do you not like it and there was another um, girl that started the same day that I did and she did she only lasted six months because that just wasn't her jam she couldn't she couldn't find that rhythm she couldn't get that confidence to have those coffees and have those conversations and so um, I do think I do think that it takes you know a special person to be in this industry but um, but I'm glad that I'm glad that I had that encouragement.
1: I think that's awesome. So when you approach some of those difficult situations, when you are really putting yourself out there that maybe a way that um, maybe pushes you in a direction you haven't gone to, or maybe you get questions that you don't normally get, what is your mental process to kind of get over that hump to be able to just continue down that path and just be that diligent, um You know that diligent person who just constantly is, is growing and moving forward.
0: Yeah. So I think to be honest, at the very beginning, um, being in a commission only position, I didn't have a choice. I had the only way that our business model was set up for me to do anything. So I had to go out and have those conversations. So I think in the back of, in the back of my mind, knowing like, this is a must, be successful in this position. Now I could have gone to maybe a different agency with a different business model and it could have looked completely different, but that was the business model that Corey chose. And if I was going to be a part of this team, then I had to roll with it and just trust the process and trust that what he was telling me was going to work. And it ultimately, it worked out amazingly. And so I think that was kind of my first reason of why I kept pushing. Then Then once you start seeing it work, you're like, Oh, this, you know, it's almost like, wow, this actually does work. And I'm going to, it just kind of drives you further to keep on pushing and keep on putting yourself out there and meeting people. And it, and it got easier having those conversations and easier, not really selling myself, but almost selling myself, like selling my, that they're going to put their trust in me. And that's, and and that puts a lot on your shoulders, but it also makes you want to work harder that knowing that if, you know, lender A is sending me their client, they're trusting that I'm going to take care of them. And I don't, it's a small, it's a small world here. And so people talk, and if people around the industry are saying, I couldn't get Kristen to return a phone call to save my life, um, that that news spreads. So you really want to put your best foot forward all the time.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So what do you feel like for lenders then that you guys have as your, as your secret sauce? I know you said you guys really take care of the clients, but what do you feel like the lenders on their end is, is that kind of your secret sauce? Cause I think a lot of people feel like they do take care of the clients in a lot of ways. And I agree with you. There's a lot of people who don't return phone calls, which gets to be a problem overall in yeah. the industry. Um, and I hear that all the time. Like, Oh, I called this person and they never call me back or they took like a week and a half to call me back. Yes. Like, How does that even occur? Freezing. But, um, what do you guys feel like as far as the lender's perception is your secret sauce to being able to be really their go-to person? Because is that mainly where you really focus is with lenders or do you do other types yes. of nail? Okay. So, yeah, so you pretty much, l-
0: pretty much, yeah. Lenders and then real estate agents here and there. Um, the reason we go for the lenders mostly is because they have to see the insurance before they can close that loan. They have to have that in hand so they can, if, if they like you, they can, they can kind of persuade their client one way or the other. And so if they know that they're getting closing documents on time or way ahead of time and and there's no errors on those documents and they're not going back and forth with the processor and me and Tara and trying to get these documents correct. um, We know that those are, time sensitive documents that they need. And so I think that if you're just diligent in your work and have your prompt communication and know that you have that team behind you where if I am out of the office for some reason, I know I can rely on my other agents or I can rely on Tara to complete these tasks accurately and get it over. And we all have the same mindset at our team of it's all of that is so time sensitive that we know these documents need to get to the lender as soon as they request them. And so we are all on that same page where we know that that is of most importance or. um, So I think that I I would say that's kind of our special sauce, just knowing that if a lender is calling me on a Saturday and they're saying we have a closing on Monday and we can't get a hold of ABC insurance group to get these closing documents. Can you work this quote up for me? Can you talk to the client? And I mean, there's so many times where we've saved home closings because of the insurance piece. And that's just so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a a lender call me, it was, it was like a Saturday evening and I got the documents over Sunday signed all good to go. They closed on Monday. And I mean, the next week at the office that lender had sent me flowers. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you don't need to do that. That's my job. Like that's the reason that we're here is, to be on your team like we want to be just an extension of their team yeah
1: yeah absolutely absolutely so do you guys do uh like do you guys do events for them too i mean as far as trying to promote for them their ability to be able to connect with more real estate agents and be able to get their name out into the community what type of events are you guys doing because i know in sales it's really important to be able to connect with them on that level as well
0: yeah, so we do. Um, we volunteer our time with a lot of charity golf tournaments. Um, and we will. We can also co-brand a um, like an open house if a real estate agent and a lender are teaming up and they're doing an open house. Um, we can always help with that. We've done that in the past. We've done some lunch and learns where, again, kind of a lender and a real estate agent team up and bring in some of their clients. And then we can come in as well and give a little, you know, Five-minute spiel on our insurance piece of it. Um, Just we 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 always try to show our appreciation to them. Um, it, It is a little difficult to host an event where we are only showcasing one lender since we do work with multiple lenders. Yeah, So it right. gets a little tricky there where we can't, I mean, that, but we can't, like we can still help out with their events and we can do things like that. But for us to throw an event just for one lender would be a little bit tricky. Um, yeah. But I mean, we really do try to show appreciation. We bring them lunch, we bring them coffee, we'll bring them, you know, a little pot by gift, um, things like that, just to show that we, we do appreciate them and their referrals.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, and what do you, what do you love about your job? I mean, what do you love about what you do? I mean, what is your kind of your, your five-year outlook on this? You plan on um, growing this? Cause I know your title is VP of sales. So I'm sure that you're also empowering other uh, people coming up behind you guys to be able to do the same thing you're doing and duplicate the process, right?
0: Yeah. So the first question, the reason why I love it so much is because like I said, when I first started, I was worried that it was salesy and it really isn't. I mean, with our business model, I don't feel like I'm being salesy whatsoever. I feel like it's a simple conversation I'm having with somebody. 90% of our business is new home purchases. So we are really just educating is what I feel like I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm selling. I'm going to educate and I'm going to make sure that they are understanding it to the list. They can make their decision on if, they think that if this is a policy to go with or not. But I want to make sure that I am just there educating, having that conversation of what they need, what their questions are, um, things like that. So I really love that aspect where it's just not like I'm just not being salesy with them. I'm not selling them something that I don't agree with. I just want them to understand what they are purchasing. Um, So I do love that. I, I do love that. Our entire team comes to the office every day and we just love each other. We really do. I mean, we've just we have this great office camaraderie and we really enjoy being around each other all the time. Which I know that's really not normal, but like we really do. (laughs) We went to Mexico in February together. I mean we really I heard. That's so cool. Yeah, we have a really good team environment. So I just hear people, you know, Oh, I don't want to go to work today. I don't want to go to work today. Like we really do love it. And if one of us is out one day, they're like, we like miss each other. So I, I love that aspect of it. And then as far as, you know, looking down the road with Casey insurance group um, yes, being vice president of sales, I do oversee four other agents, two that are in office and two that are working remotely. Um, and and I love watching them grow too. I feel like when they start and they are just in the insurance business, I remember that. And I'm like, and it was only five years ago, but I just remember that. And I remember thinking of all of the things Corey told me that I, now I can tell them and just encourage them and empower them and let them know that this business model does work. It's, it's really hard. It's so hard. There's no magic yeah. button. And I think that in the world right now, people do want that. They just want to click a button and they want to, Make a million dollars in sales. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's just not realistic. And so knowing that it's gonna be a grind, but it's gonna be worth it. And it's and it's gonna even feel better because you know you did it. You weren't just handed this. You weren't you weren't given anything. You worked hard for what you have. And I think that just that overall to anybody, when you can look back and know, man, I worked so hard, but look what I have now, and it's awesome. So I think being able to empower them in the same way that Corey did that for me. And then just seeing where our team grows. Like I am so excited to add more agents and just kind of see where our small little business grows. I know Tara's building a team under her and I'm building a team under me. And I just like, we're in this like great spot where we're just going to take off. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.
1: Take over the world.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) At least Kansas City, at least, right?
0: Yes. I love it.
1: I love it. So do you guys have uh, people in your sales organization to focus on other than lenders, or you guys all pretty much really just mainly focus on lenders?
0: We all are pretty much focused on, yeah, the lenders, real estate agents, financial advising firms we've kind of started to get into, um, which has which has actually been great. We've we've built a couple relationships with some good financial advisors that have trusted us in sending their clients our way as a part of a, you know, just a money, it's more of a money saving tip, but also yeah. they know that they know that we will take a look at their current policies and see gaps or see where they can increase or decrease or what makes sense. And like I said, more of just the educating part of it. These financial advisors know that they're trying to protect these people's assets and so are we. And so if we're all on the same page on that, then I just think it's a really good good team to have. And again, we want to just be an extension of these people. Yeah. Right.
1: So what is the biggest objection you've had to overcome as far as from lenders or from, um, from a financial planner and being able to work with you guys? What is maybe your most common or even your most unique objection that you guys have had that you guys have been able to overcome?
0: So our, that's a great question because our biggest hurdle and I don't get it as much anymore, but when I first started, I would get this all the time where, the lender would say, okay, I'm going to send you a referral. And then you have to send me one like tick for tack. Uh And it's so, and and I get that, like that. I kind of get that. I'm like, no, that, that makes sense. But if you step back and really look at the big picture of a a home buying process, we're the last men on the totem pole. I mean, we, we don't see that. We don't, we don't have to, when's the last time you asked your insurance agent for a lender referral? It just doesn't happen. It really doesn't. And if it did, And sometimes let's say once in a blue moon, it does. Yes. I have a, I have a pot of these amazing lenders that I can choose from and that I want to refer to. It just, we just don't get that conversation. We are the last part of the home buying process where they're needing their insurance. They already have a lender. They already have a real estate agent. So the best way that we have, we have kind of been able to come back with that is that we, we want to make them look better. So yes, I can't give you tick for tack on referrals, but knowing that when you send your client to me, it's going to make you look better because I've done my job. And they're like, wow, that was so seamless. They sent me to Kristen, and it was just taken care of. And it was like no big deal at all. And We kind of use the example also of um, our glass repair company, Safe Light. We send them every single referral we have for somebody with a broken windshield. They've never sent us a referral, but that's okay. I'm, I'm totally okay with that because I know when I send – Joe to get his windshield fixed they are on top of it and they're going to take care of him to the highest degree and yep. and then they're like wow that was awesome my insurance agent gave me that referral and it worked out and great I think a little bit more highly of Kristen now
1: I don't right, I do need
0: right. safe Light to send it back to me that's okay and so I kind right. we kind of have to just come back with it like that where make them understand a little more because at the beginning the question is totally okay I get it I get that tick for tack, but then when you really think about it, it's just not the way it comes down the path.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I found, too, that um, in that type of situation, that, you know, they're, <clears throat> like you said, we're just on different areas of that, and I've I've also found that when Whenever I go ahead and mention the fact that, you know, whenever people refer people, we're putting our own reputation on the line, because if I refer somebody to a client, and that client has a horrible experience, that client's never going to ask me for another, another referral, right? So we want to make sure sure that we take care of your lenders, we want to take care of your real estate agents, we want to take care of your referral partners. And we want to be super responsive. We want to be super um, you know, available and we wanna make sure we're working for you so that whenever you give that referral to us, that we make you look like a rock star. So yeah, um, I like that part of it because that's that's really, really big is that we help them when their reputation's on the line, we help to make sure that it's a it's a wonderful
0: experience. So maybe yeah. white and, cafe, but it's still the same, you know, concept. Yeah, and we had a you know, there was a time there at the beginning, I feel like it was like the beginning of the pandemic when all of these, um, all of the oh, interest rates were going down like crazy. And yes. so refis were huge. Well, we were like, how can we get back to our lenders in this state? Like, how can we? So what we did was we just bring in an audit of our book of business. We hit up all of our clients and just let them know like, hey, rates are low right now. Do you want to get in touch with the lender for a refinance? Well, if a client said, yes, I would just look back in my books and see, cause it could have been five years ago, they bought their house and they right. don't, they could not remember who their lender was, who knows? And I look back and I was like, oh, okay, you use Jane as your lender. And so I'm going to get you in contact with Jane. And then a lot of times, I mean, we had, we had a sh- great turnout with that. All these lenders were having us sending them their own clients back to them for refinances. Absolutely. And it was awesome. It was, it, it felt so good. So I was like, finally, we're, we had a way to give back.
1: <laughs> well, and true, in true, it preserves their client too, because yeah. if they wrote that, if they wrote that that, that loan five years ago, ideally people are going to remember who their loan officer was. They had a great experience, but maybe they haven't kept in touch with that loan officer. Yeah. And for you to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I know you went through Jane the first time I'm sure, you know, let me go ahead and help you reconnect with Jane or whatever. And that alone is a huge value to the loan officer. I know that that's, I'm sure something that they greatly appreciate, you know, Oh yeah. In that, sure. in that decision. Well, you know what, Christy, you are amazing. And I think for those women out there who are looking to be able to get into sales, looking to be able to embrace that aspect, maybe who are even getting started, right? Like you, five years ago, where you were really being able to step up and learn how to be able to be in sales in the insurance industry. What advice would you give a woman really stepping into their, their power
0: in sales within the insurance space? Um, I think the advice I would give is just to do it. I know that sounds super broad, but like I said, I would have just still been sitting behind my computer thinking I couldn't do it. You can do it. If you just get up in one step at a time, don't take it as this huge daunting task. One step at a time. Make one phone call. Check it off your list. Make one, Do one email. Have a coffee. It, it gets easier putting yourself out there. And again, thinking of it as sales – you know, reroute your vision. Think of it as a conversation, a conversation yeah. with your lender, your real estate agent, whoever your referral partner is. And then also a conversation and an educating time with your clients. You don't have to think of it as a male dominated salesy role. It really is. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a conversation. And I think if you take that, take that part out of it and just think of dumb it down a little bit of it's okay. And it, And if you say the wrong thing, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. And as long as you know, you're true to yourself and you are doing the best you can, and you are being that best insurance agent you can by, by communicating and responding to emails and being on top of things, the rest of it's going to fall into place. If you can just have a, if you can just have that first conversation, all of the rest of it just falls into place. Just keep going, keep making those phone calls keep, don't, don't take no for an answer. And if you do get no a hundred times, it's fine. That's totally fine. The 101 is going to be a yes. And you just have to keep going.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Kristen, if people want to reach out to you to connect with you, what would you, how would you like for them to be able to connect with you specifically?
0: Um, they can email is probably the easiest way to connect with me. Do you want me to just okay. spell it out here? That would be great. Yeah, so it's um, going to be Kristen at kcinsured.com. So that would be Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N at K-C, just the letters, K-C, and then insured, insure com.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And we're going to make sure that your contact information is also in the show notes below so that anybody could go ahead and take a look at that. Kristen, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing of your experiences, your knowledge with uh, everybody out there, all the women out there in the insurance space. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank well, you. I really appreciate you asking me and Tara to be on this. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys are amazing, and I know I know Corey has a great team. We actually spoke on the IAOA uh, stage together last year, and um, I immediately followed him. So we got the whole backroom, green room, fun thing going. On. You know, we, we had such a great time. You know, he was in his Kansas City representing right before the Super Bowl last year in his suit. Oh yeah, and um, he is just one of the most fun. People. I mean, he was just fun, and so uh, yes. I know that you guys have a great time in that office. So I'm almost a little bit jealous that I'm not you know, <laughs> over there as a fly on the wall. But I may come pop in come on you I will. I will. Well, everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening today. Today is the Power Women in Insurance Podcast with Kristen Dressel with Casey Insurance out of Kansas City, and we are honored today to be able to talk about the sales process. If this podcast has been awesome for you, we have tons others. This is actually. episode number 32. So we are excited about that, where we do meet and talk to lots of powerful women in the insurance space, making amazing changes, career moves, and being powerful inside the insurance space. Make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of our amazing guests. Everybody have an amazing week.